0: Hello, this is Salil from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday the 15th of October. India recorded 16,862 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 3.4 crore. The number of new infections is significantly lower than yesterday's count of 18,987 cases. With 378 deaths, The death toll has climbed to 4,51,814. The Ministry of Health is scrambling to fill empty senior officer positions in India's COVID-19 response team. A position of Joint Secretary and eight posts of the rank of Deputy Secretaries lie vacant as of now. Rajesh Bhushan, the Secretary of the Health Ministry, reminded the Department of Personnel and Training that these vacancies are causing an acute stress in the fight against COVID-19. India has sent coronavirus vaccines to Nepal, Bangladesh, Myanmar and Iran after the centre decided to resume supply to other countries. External Affairs Ministry spokesperson Arindam Bagchi said the centre will decide on further supplies based on India's production and demand. According to the Associated Press, China warned against political manipulation of the World Health Organization's study into the origins of the coronavirus on Thursday. However. China's foreign ministry stated that it will continue to promote and participate in global scientific tracing. Since the pandemic broke out in December 2019, coronavirus has infected over 23.95 crore people and caused more than 48.81 lakh deaths, according to the Johns Hopkins University. A young man's mutilated body was discovered tied to an overturned police barricade at the farmer's protest site on the Singhu border this morning. Initial reports suggest that Nihangs, a warrior Sikh group, had killed the man for allegedly desecrating the Sikh holy book, the Guru Granth Sahib. Horrific visuals of the incident have emerged, showing a group of Nihangs standing over the mutilated body of the victim, asking him to reveal his name. They then hung the body on the police barricade. A squad from Kundli police station raced to the scene after receiving information at 5am that a man was found tied to a barrier near the protest location. They immediately took the body to the civil hospital where he was declared dead on arrival. The young man has been identified as 35-year-old Lakhbir Singh from Tan district in Punjab. He is a labourer by profession. The Sarpanch of Chima Kalan village, Avan Kumar and the local DSP Sucha Singh confirmed his identity. The Sanyukth Kisan Morcha, which is leading the farmers' protest, issued a statement on the incident in which it distanced itself from the Nihangs who had allegedly lynched Lakbir Singh at the Singhu border and called for an investigation into the matter. The Sanyukt Kisan Morcha, in its statement, said, A Nihang group at this scene has claimed responsibility, saying that the incident took place because of the deceased's attempt to commit sacrilege with regard to the Sarblow Granth. Sanyukth Kisan Morcha condemns this gruesome killing and wants to make it clear that both the parties, the Nihang group and the deceased, have no relation with the Sayut Kisan Morcha. The Morcha is against sacrilege of any religious text or symbol, but that does not give anyone the right to take the law into their own hands. We demand that the culprits be punished according to the law after investigating the allegation of murder and conspiracy behind sacrilege. The Sayut Kisan Morcha will cooperate with the police and the administration. Last year, there was another incident involving Nihangs wherein a Punjab cop had his hand chopped off with a sword in Patiala after he asked them to show their movement passes during the COVID lockdown. Listeners, news from the legacy media outlets has been marred with factual inaccuracies, especially so when it comes to the reporting on the farmers' protests. A case in point being the recent Lakhimpur violence, where our television news anchors who were engrossed in rousing inflammatory narratives and opposition blaming failed to even check that the journalist who was killed in the incident was not beaten to death by the farmers but was actually mowed down by the car. Behind the dramatic headlines and high decibel shouting matches, what got lost are the faces, names and stories of those who lost their lives in the violence. With this in mind, news laundry reporters Basant and Deeksha are on the ground working to piece together what actually happened at the single border today. Listeners, these reports will show you the difference between reporting on the ground and the angry commentary you will hear from some TV news studios. And if you prefer the first, support our journalism because we can't continue our work without your support. We are a 100% ad-free news platform running solely on the support of our subscribers. Head on to newslaundry.com and hit that subscription button on the top right corner. Subscription start as low as Rs 300 a month. India ranked 101 out of 116 nations in the Global Hunger Index 2021 as per the report released yesterday. India's revised position on the index is significantly lower from the 94th place it obtained in 2020. The report also observed that India is also behind some of its neighbours in feeding its citizens. The Global Health Index is calculated annually and its results appear in a report prepared jointly by Irish aid agency, Concern Worldwide and German organisation Hilfe each year. The report is based on four basic indicators which include the percentage of children under five years suffering from wasting, stunting and child mortality and also the percentage of people who are undernourished in our country. Data for the report is obtained from the United Nations and other agencies. The report termed the level of hunger in India alarming. It is also important to note here that India's absolute score on the index has also fallen significantly from 38.8 in 2000 and now fluctuates in the range of 28.8 to 27.5 between 2012 and 2021. The report also noted that people have been severely hit by COVID-19 and by pandemic-related restrictions in India the country with the highest child-wasting rate worldwide. Many opposition leaders such as Kapil Sibbal have lashed out at the incumbent government for their claims on eradicating poverty and hunger. Mohan Bhagwat, the chief of the Rashtriya Swamsevak Sangh or the RSS, delivered his annual Vijay Dashmi address at the Bagh ground in Nagpur today. The RSS chief's Dushera address is regarded as the most important event for the organisation because it is at this speech that the group's future plans for the year are unveiled. In this year's speech, the RSS chief went on a rant against a range of issues such as OTT platforms, the narcotics trade and Bitcoin, accusing them of sponsoring anti-national operations and asking that all such activities should be managed as soon as possible. He said that a clandestine currency like Bitcoin can destabilize the economy and that vested global interests were working to stall the country's progress. Bhagwat also addressed the issue of population imbalance in his speech and called for a review of India's population policy. He suggested that a uniform population control policy must be brought in for the next 50 years that should be enforced evenly. In what seems to be a decisive diplomatic stance, India has agreed to attend the Afghanistan talks in Moscow on October 20th after receiving an invitation from Russia. The Taliban, who took power two months ago, have been invited to the discussions which would bring them face-to-face with India, which evacuated its diplomatic staff following the regime's transition. Arindam Bakchi, a spokesperson for the Ministry of External Affairs, confirmed India's attendance on Thursday, saying, We have received an invitation for the Moscow format meeting on Afghanistan on October 20th. We will be participating in it, the Indian Express reported. Previously, India's ambassador to Qatar, Deepak Mittal had met Taliban representatives in Doha towards the end of August. This meeting will be India's second diplomatic engagement with the Taliban. India's agreement on negotiations brings some clarity to the ambivalent diplomatic stance it has maintained with regard to the Taliban. Blasts tore through the Shiite Fatima Mosque in the southern Afghan city of Kandahar during the Friday prayers today, killing at least 32 people and injuring 53 others, the AFP reported. A Taliban official said that the attack is believed to have been carried out by a suicide bomber. Last Friday, an Islamic State Khorasan suicide bomber had targeted a Shiite mosque in Kunduz, killing scores of people. The Taliban, who overthrew the US-backed government in mid-August and took control of Afghanistan, has a history of persecuting the Shia Muslims. The new Taliban-led administration had, however, promised to stabilize the nation in the aftermath of the Kunduz attack and has pledged to safeguard the Shiite minority that now lives under its control. Shiites make up around 10% of Afghanistan's population, many of them are from Hazara, an ethnic group in Afghanistan that has been oppressed for decades. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.